There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's a plush podcast. It's a plush podcast. It's a plush podcast. It's a plush podcast. Live from the Blossoms pub. Hey guys. Hi friends. Hello. Back here. Garlic. Podcasting. While signing CD inner booklets of our new album, Foolish Loving Spaces. Nice of them to push to all these tables together for us, wasn't it? Mm. At the pub. We know them well by now, don't we? Yeah. So um, we've now noticed Charlie's signature looks like the word garlic. Yeah, it does. Yep. Joe's looks like uh, hieroglyphics. <laughs> or a triangle. Tom's is his mum's, <laughs> mod- modified. And Miles used to have... You know, we we, well, 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 I mean, if we let anyone know that, they can, they can, they can fraud me. They don't know how you've drawn it, though, do they? To be fair, I don't think anyone. I don't, does anyone even? Use, like, no one, no one, no one pays a check anymore and shit. Like so, that. What, what's yours now, Miles? What's your signature? My signature is just MK, and I changed it from a previous one because it took too long when we were signing. So that's the only reason why. I think it's we all MK. had quite lo- long ones. Yeah, mine used to be my actual signature. We were just saying that then. You have to change your signature to like a one that you. Yeah, sign you can't have your one that you sign your bank well, statements. There's with an autograph. And there's a signature, isn't there? But I prefer the one I do now to my actual, my actual real one. Yeah, my real one is my mum's. I used to do it in my planner at school. Why did you have to get your planner signed? Well annoying that. Yeah, I used to get my mum to do it for the whole year. Yeah, I just used to, you know, sign it myself. Then change the A. My mum's name's Andrea to a T, so that's my signature. Just so you know, if, uh, if anyone comes across a, an album that isn't signed, it's probably going to be worth a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> How many jackets we've signed? Over ten thousand. At least we have some to sign, though. Do you know? Imagine oh yeah. People, no one pre-ordered the album. No, then, I, we, then we'd be like, God. I, I say, I say that in jest. We absolutely adore signing these, don't we? <laughs> and to be fair, <laughs> if someone hasn't bought the album, please do please so. Please buy it. Yeah, it's out this week, isn't it? It's out yeah. this week on the thirty-first. Or if you're listening to this podcast, you know, in a few weeks, it's already out. Come on, then. Don't have a bit of bullshit. You're chatting shit. Chatting mate. shit, mate. Bullshit. Right. Now think about this. Don't fuck it up as soon as immediately. You start. And I have to think about it. I'm not very good with words, am I? But if you do a line through your signature, if you draw a line through, yeah, your signature. do you know? Like, so I was going to do an example then, but obviously I'm not going to because I understand the big line. Yeah, you know, some people do it. It means that you're uh, you're very self-critical. What? Whoa! I thought you meant. I thought you were talking about something else. Oh, so you know, people who can analyze handwriting and say like, oh, that's. That well, means, do some yeah. people put lines through the signature? Yeah, I don't understand. I've never seen. Have it. you ever seen a football like a football oh, player? Like, it's like, almost like underlined. So well, under under underline, underline means that you that you put yourself on a pedestal and you think you're. you're I used really to good. I used to underline my signature, but when I was when I have to do it when I was when was I now like twelve when I opened my bank account, I put a line underneath it. That means you put yourself as quite high up and thought yourself to be important. The fact you know this much about other parts of signatures, I think it's true. Mm, I don't uh, know. What do you I'm, think? I'm, I think he's just made it up. I'm a little bit doubtful here, if I'm honest. All of it, if you write your signature on a slant to the right, upwards, it means that you're creative. 
I've just noticed all ours are apart from Miles's. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, right. Hey, Mine, look. Mine's on a slant. That's a good MK, that. Yeah, all ours are on the same slant, aren't they, apart from Miles? I think that's what something do you mean to do with the slant? angle. Have you just noticed that now? Like, means you're creative. Nah, you're chatting shit, mate. Yeah. All true. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Where the good, fuck did you get that information? That, well, I thought we were signing, so I started Googling like Signature mad facts. Yeah, yeah, and all this came good up. For you, Curly, curlier ones, a bit like mine and Charlie's and like Josh's. Garlic. Means you're arty, apparently. Um, that's probably come from like, you know, when you you watch films like Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, they were, that's it. It's come from the CIA pe- analyze. Pe- people who analyse like. Because yeah. I started reading about handwriting, so if my handwriting was there, it means <laughs> I'm either. It was like, it means very OCD or very aggressive. Both. <laughs> the latter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people think I'm aggressive, though, will in the outside? No, I just need to know you. I'm quite an aggressive person. Not in like a... You get road rage, don't you? I think everyone gets road rage. Like, even the calmest people get road rage. Well, I don't drive, so I don't want to yeah, like, get road rage. I, th- I, I think, think it's, own, it's its own form yeah, of aggression, like, road you, rage. You can, like, you can be with your, like, somebody who's really, really sound or dead, like, nice all the time. As soon as you get in the car, it's like... My dad. Yeah, because your dad's very chilled. I can't, I, I can't relate. Is it because it's like, if people are not thinking or be, being stupid, then it's dangerous and it can th- harm people? Is yeah, that where it comes from? I, it think like, it's, I think it's because there's set you rules. You could cause an accident here. Well, I think it's because there's set rules and everyone else is abiding. So when there's no one, when there's someone who doesn't abide by them rules, it's like annoying almost. But who, I don't ca- know. who came up with the rules? That was on fire. Yeah. The DVLA. Who are the DVLA? The Driving and Vehicle Licensing Agency. Dan, oh, Veronica, yeah. Lawrence and Andrew. <laughs> Yeah. They they sat down in this uh, boardroom <laughs> in London. How long's have, how long have roads been about for? Roman. Romans in it. Yeah, yeah, Roman roads still got them going. A six is a Roman road. <laughs> is the Great Wall of China a road? No, it's a wall, but it has a path on it. Wait, there, you're just chatting shit now. The Great it, well, Wall of China a road? It, well, that that can be classed as a big fuck off road, couldn't it? It's not a road. I think it's, it's more a, a path though, because there's no traffic on it. At some point, someone on a horse went down it though. Well, yeah, but you, just because a horse goes down, doesn't mean it's a road. How many have we signed? Less than 300. <laughs> How many do we have to do? 2,600. 2, uh, have you got 700? How much it is? Lies. Chatting shit, mate. This is the last lot, though, I think. Yeah, this is our third sitting doing uh, it. I know, I'm saying that this is the last lot. That I, this is the last lot that I'll personally be signing. Well, the album comes out in a <laughs> in a few days, doesn't it, when this is out? No, because we're going to do some, we're doing some signings in London, aren't we? Rough trains. Oh, yeah, so we'll have to sit there. They're different. Right, though, they're all right. And you, I quite I like I buzz off them, mate. You get to meet people and say hello, so it's different rather than just being sat fucking. Don't know. With your mates. <laughs> yeah. Joe, <laughs> you know, someone um, someone tweeted me the other like the other week saying, "Can you do me a, a tattoo? Can you write blown rose me?" Obviously, don't know your handwriting, do they? I was like, "Well, you know, my handwriting's dead shit." Do you want me to ask Tom? It's like he wrote it, and she's like. Hey, either one of you are my favourites. I was like, no. And I tweeted saying, even Tom's my favourite. <laughs> Sorry, boys. Cheers. That. Tom Tom Club. Great yeah. song. Great sat nav. <laughs> so this is our third album. What's everyone's favourite third album by their favourite artists? Then. What we're thinking about that. Humbug always comes to mind because it was when Arctic Monkeys got a bit weird, and that's yeah. when I. That's some of the stuff I coincidentally when I started like learning more interesting things on. Coincidentally, when we guitar. saw you, and that's that, yeah, when you, yeah. you saw me playing a track from Dangerous Animals. Yeah, and there is a, a particular effect in that called a slap harmonic on the guitar, which you nailed, which I nailed. Aged slap harmonic, 15? age fifteen, yeah, at the Town Hall Tavern. Yeah, which is coincidentally next to the Town Hall in Stockport. It's your favourite tea. That sprang to mind. Um, 
humbug, but mainly because it's like Josh said, we were young, like, like in our teens, and you know when you start loving a band, relevant, and, and they go to do that third album, it's kind of like eleven years ago it. that you know, is it? Yeah. How about that? What was eleven years? Oh, the humbug, humbug. yeah, two thousand nine. I like Be Here Now by Oasis, even though a lot of people weren't that into it, and Noel quite famously, you know didn't like it I, you know years later I thought it was overproduced or whatever but I um, I really like it Chaz what about you what's yours um, I'm just trying to think now I'm not really particularly a fan of well I'm a fan of it a day and age the killer's record but I don't think it's um, your favourite third yeah I won't go as far as saying it's a favourite favourite third of mine um, what's the Beatles third album Beatles third record is it please, a hard day's night please please mate meet the with the Beatles. With the Beatles, meet the Beatles. Is meet the Beatles and with the Beatles different? Yeah. Uh, I'm really shit I about it. Hard days, the, third, the third record is the one. I, th- I think it's the worst one. What, the worst Beatles one? I'm sure it's meet the Beatles. I'm really, really shit about knowing what albums are in like order. Do you know what? It's, yeah, a, b- it's a bit that. of a hard question, that actually. Yeah. It's not something you really think but about. No. Meet is Murder was the Smiths' third. Was it? Boss album. Yeah. I think it's weird because I think because we're into bands and that. I think. Do you know what I mean you like like older sort of generation? It's not like you know when an album when a band releases something. For example, The Smiths. I was like born. All the stuff was out and they split up. Yeah. That's what I mean? all the Arctic Monkeys were. We were alive. And yeah, exactly. It's like loving it's dead bands, easy, so. you know, or Humbug is the yeah. third one. Do you know what I mean? When, when you're it's... growing with a band as well. Yeah, exactly. Like with like them. You know what I mean? Not really knowing the order of the Beatles ones. You don't really. Because it's, it's on Spotify and stuff now. You just sort of go on it, don't you? And I think the Meet the Beatles was released under a different name in the States. It's the one with the butchers on the front. Introducing the, bu- the Beatles. Is that what it is? States, yeah. yeah I think, they right. got banned, didn't it, the cover? Oh, is that the one where there's all the baby's arms and stuff yeah, like that? I think that yeah, was the one, yeah. yeah. Might be wrong, though. The, suck it and see. Cover got banned in the States, didn't they? You have to put, that, you have to put a yeah, sticker over it. Yeah, because it said suck it and see. Yeah. That's just lame. Really? Isn't it, that? Yeah, yeah. We shot our album cover in the States, didn't we? We did. Went to the Big Apple. We all love New York, don't we? Large so. banana. Well, we wanted to do the video for the keeper there, didn't we? So then we said, you know, two birds with one stone. Let's do the album cover there. So took you and my brother. We actually stumbled across that location, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. It was a mad thing. So obviously Tom's really into yeah. shooting on Super 8. Indie. Huh. I know, he's so indie, isn't he? I've always been into making films, and I so it's yeah. just, you know, trying new shit. But we knew what to do it in New York with Super 8 and you what did you go you YouTube didn't you just a video saying like New York in Super 8 New York in Super 8 and came across this lad Christian Ramby from Copenhagen but he's actually from born in Sweden so Tom sent him a message just saying look you know what I mean we're like how did you get this effect on you know just no one wants to hear this shit you know no, I, it's, it's I, I well think interesting, it's interesting 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I was into a band and they started talking about it, it's well interesting. You can do a long it's not story like, it's not like, short. It's not like we went, oh, we just emailed our label and said, yeah, this is a good oh, idea. No. <laughs> no, I just pecked his head dinner saying that, you know, what frame rate did you use on the camera? And then he said back, you know, I used it, blah, blah, blah. This is, this is the settings I had. Also, you know, if you need a helping hand, I'll come and do it for free. So we were like, wow. So, you know, met him there. Brought his mate as well. Both helped us out. It was dead chilled, wasn't Some it? Some of their photos and stuff are in the album covers, aren't they? And stuff like that. In the booklet, you mean? Yeah, in the booklet. Eric. Yeah, and then we took you and my brother to do the stills. And we just wandered around New York for a day, didn't we? Two days. Yeah. Yeah, do, two days doing Same it. outfit, two days. <laughs> B.O. <laughs> <laughs> just wandered around. You know, there's loads of outtakes of loads of different spa- places. And then we stumbled across that. We knew we wanted to do some stuff in the subway, didn't we? Yeah, and that was just the first subway we went in, and all them lights were there, and we were like, "This is cool." Or oh, with a belly full of pizza, heavy pizza. Personally, I felt when we found that location, you I was knew like, straight away. I was like, "This will be the album cover." This. Yeah. 
just kind of new you know, vibe, vibe. and we've had lights on all the albums like flukily now first album's got them lights at the scaffolding yard I think that's the most difficult thing the album cover and album titles is this some, it's not something that comes as naturally is it than just like we've got this one we quite do. easy though didn't we that, oh yeah to yeah. be fair oh yeah but by chance we just stumbled yeah. across it do you know what I mean I I mean, when you actually think about it it's that's when it's tough you can't overthink it no. someone, someone asked us that on Twitter before actually Obviously, we put out some questions, you know. We asked people, any questions about this new album? You know, we'll answer them on air. And that one came up a lot, yeah. saying, why did you call it Foolish Loving Spaces? Which, I read it in a book somewhere, and I can't, can't remember, remember which book. I feel like it was... Basically, I was reading online where Morrissey got inspired for a lot of his lyrics from and bought a few of the books that he was, you know, reading and got lyrics from, basically. And I think I got Foolish Loving Spaces. But then I Googled it and something else comes up, something really old, but it's definitely not where I got it from. So I think someone else stole it from there and then I've and I've kind of stole it from there. So It was originally going to be for three separate albums, it was wasn't be it? A triptych, wasn't it? Yeah. Triptus. Um, I think what's nice about, you know, our record sleeves is that we're actually on the covers. It's not something you find. No, often these We've days. We've made a point it? of that, haven't we? Now? Yeah. We thought, someone, someone said to us on that thing, "When are you going to step up your album cover game?" Who said that? Don't know, some lad. I think it's stepped up. I think it's quite. Uh, I quite like. I that like album. the fact we're on the cover. Yeah. Beatles used to always be on the covers, didn't they? You know what you're getting, don't you? Should have seen the bill for the bloody cool like you sign. <laughs> you know, Jesus. That was a nightmare, that wasn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. So the cool like you sign's on the front cover of our second record. We got it made, obviously, and. Um, at first, I think I found Great this place and did it in uh, aluminium, or if you're in the States, aluminium. Obviously, I did. I picked that because it would be dead light and stuff and be able to do it. And then, anyway, it got got put to someone at the record label, not sure who. It was cheap, slightly cheaper to get it done in like steel, which is heavy as and shit. And obviously, so they just went for the cheaper option. But it was like really heavy. Like Charlie's uncle came down in that fucking in a massive like, vans you've ever yeah, well, like like a massive a massive crane, trunk, crane yeah, a crane truck yeah. for like putting up scaffolding and stuff like because originally we wanted to hang it from a frame didn't we, we wanted to, but to hang it, it yeah. on the on the what's it called well, originally we wanted to put it on the viaduct but then, then we couldn't do that so then we thought we'll get the frame to put it on and it was that heavy we just couldn't get it up so then we just ended up sitting it's dangerous, on the floor it nearly fell over didn't it we well it. It tried, they tried lifting it up with the crane but it, that crane's got a like a a pulling thing of like two tons step it up what, it was more than two tons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was was more, it? More two, yeah, Fucking yeah. hell. So then we decided to just put it up, and that was Danny North who took that. He's a good photographer. And the cool that you signed was in your shed for about a year, wasn't it? Yeah, I used to get it out at New Year's Eve parties at mine. Turn it on. We've donated it to um, the Foodie Friday, because they're apparently opening a new place soon, and yeah. it's going to be displayed in there. It's going to be vandalised. And they're going <laughs> to have trouble trying well, to hang I it off summer. I must say, it was more enjoyable being in New York Absolutely, at 30 yeah. degrees than you know freezing our bollocks off under Stockport Viaduct in December no offence do you remember how sweaty we were in the, in the thing win, can you? but there you go there's a little insight into the albums one we of the fond memories from that shoot which we didn't end up using any of the, the photos because we were kind of a bit windswept but we hired a boat didn't we yeah. and oh, went yeah. out around Manhattan and up to the Statue of Liberty and stuff that was great you know one of, one of my fondest experiences mm. do you know what if you're going to New York with your mates it's well worth having a look into a little boat. Hire a boat. Don't have to get a nice one. Get a driver with it, don't you? Yeah, you get a driver. Like I say, it's a bit expensive, but it's not a few of you to chip yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. It's not much more I think than it you was five hundred quid, you know. 
It's obviously is expensive. Two hours. Good thing for like a stag or hen do, I reckon, yeah. anyway. He's you said he can take drinks on and stuff like that. Can anyone tell me what the name of the boat was? Ah, oh, oh, damn it, I forgot. For a fiver. Riviera. <laughs> no miles. Bridge, so we're going to the B? Nope. I'll give you the first letter. M. The Madeira. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa. Nope. Mediterranean. Nope. What's the second one? Is it one? a name? Is it a girl's name? No. Oh, Meatball right. Mariana. <laughs> Vigus Meatball Mariana. Me- Meatless Monster Mariana. Mash. Matchless. Ah, that Fuck was it. Yeah. 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 Well, there it is if you want it. But we all said collectively that was our favourite trip ever as a band, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, I think going, to New, going to New York, doing the album cover and doing that. Do you know what? I, I really, I still think very fondly of when we went to Japan to do the There's Reason Why video. Yeah, that was just done insane. Some, we've done so many good trips, haven't we? Mad. Really, really good. But another question. What's your favourite track from the new album? Oh, Charlie. each person, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, go on, so Chaz. Because we're, we're signing, we did, we're not reading out who actually tweeted it to us, but yeah. sorry, but... Thanks, we're just thanks, remembering thanks some key ones because we're in the middle of signing loads of records. So, Charlie, favourite favorite song, song off the new album? My favourite song off the to new album. To be record. fair, I got asked this in an interview the other day and I said, I couldn't pick a favourite, but I can give you, you know, my favourite at the moment. Yeah. That's the way I worded yeah, it because it, waves, it varies, yeah. doesn't it? You know. Go on, what's yours then, Tom? Fucking hell. At didn't know you come to me first. Well, you said um, it What's my favourite one at the moment? You know what? I think it's changed because, well, we've, we've obviously started rehearsing. I can give you my favourite at the moment. Go on then. And it also ties in another question that I've seen on, you know, Twitter. A lot of people saying, what was the first song you wrote yeah, seen for that. this album? And my the first brain. song was My Swimming Brain. It's great playing that one as well, you know. Yeah. So I've enjoyed play. playing that one the most, I think. So that's my favourite at the moment, My Swimming Brain. Chaz? Do you know what? I'd probably have to say the same. Really? Yeah. It just MSB. Because obviously it was one of the first... It was the first. The first you wrote, wasn't it? And then we demoed it in the in the studio. Well, in I was saying this the other day again in an interview. It's weird that we because I wrote it just before Cool Like You came out, didn't I? So I wrote yeah. it in like January 2018. Cool Like You came out in the April, and then we demoed it in the May, I think. And I remember we were you know touring Cool Like You, you know playing these festivals when we just made this demo of My Swimming Brain and we were just dead excited about that. Yeah. It, you're kind of torn, aren't you? Because you're kind of, you know, excited to release your album and tour it around the your world. Your head's always ahead, isn't it? But then you kind of, your mindset's in a different place where you've got this new song that you're buzzing about. So yeah. I remember the demo to that, knocking about for a while and just being like... I'm showing it the crew on the tour bus. Yeah. They, they were like, that's well shit. <laughs> Jokes. Um, Josh, have you got a different one or is it all the same? Or uh, I think, again, it's hard to pick an actual, like, that's my favourite because they're all... So yeah, good, I mean, at the moment, like I think since like Miles has since we've been playing, I've really been enjoying playing um, Sunday was a friend of mine. Are you going to say that one? That um, is, uh, I'm with you on that, bro. Yeah, is that your favourite, Joe? Yeah, it's my favourite. Yeah, that's the most, stroke, was, the most strokesy one on the record. Yeah, that was inspired by listening to the stroke. I just think live. I think it'll be a really good song. Uh, I think it's got. I don't know. It's got a good. I think it's cool. When I picked up that um, <clears throat> strap from Fender, it was the first one I picked up, and. That was the first thing I played on it. I was like, I need to, you know, just just by chance, I was like, you know, have a little play of the new stuff on this strat when I was trying a few out, and that and that was it. That was a tune that sold it to me. There you go. Yeah, I really, really enjoy playing that song live. Uh, I think the thing with it, it shows off where we've got to. Do you know what I mean? Music, like, it's got loads of percussion on it, which is really good. And the, the gospel singers on it, I think their parts are really, like, uplifting. I think it's a great song. I think it's hard to have them songs that are upbeat and really good. Do you know what I mean? As one, 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, where like make, you can listen to it and enjoy the music as well as it making you want to dance. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where not like Swimming Brain doesn't do that. I just think that's got more of a groove to it. Where this one you can go a bit more mad. I remember, obviously, no one, people listening to this before the albums come out, they won't have heard it yet. But when Charlie did the bassline for it, it's quite inspired by. <laughs> do you think I'm sexy? By Rod Stewart. And you, what did your dad say when he heard the demo? Yeah. He listened to the bass. He, well, he listened to the record. He heard the bass. It's quite prominent in the verses, isn't it? Yeah, he was like, you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't, Rod's had it, you can't do that. <laughs> and you did it. And it's there. So, it's good that. you know, you'll pick up on it, but it's boss. Yeah, I think it's just a great song. Miles? Falling for someone. Ah, because I li- when, we, when we got the mixes sent over and stuff and it got mastered, I just almost forgot about that one. And then I had it on and I was like, fucking hell, this is mint. Really, really good song. I like, like every bit about it. You uh, know. Another question. Oh, cheers. <laughs> Sorry, no, were you going to go? I'd, it sounded like you'd finished. Yeah, I had. Go on. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> another question which brings on to it is, how many of the, how many of the new album are you going to play live? Now, I don't know, I can't remember off the top of my head if it was one question or two questions where someone said, how many are you going to play it a certain gig? I think in the outstores. We're not going to play the whole thing on the outstores because we're not playing as many. Obviously, we're doing this gig at the Plaza. So now it's that we're doing it in full at the Plaza in Stockport, front to back, in order, which is it's difficult. Quite isn't it? The rest should be a surprise. Yeah. So do you know what? If if you are like, if you're not even from Stockport, but you want to wear the album in full, it's always like a pro- it's like a it's like a venue where you sit down, really intimate. That was another box, Joe. <coughs> it's really intimate. And it's mint. Three hundred down. Two thousand three hundred to go. There we go. Cheers. Yeah. As we're signing these records, we've also got Joe's dog. With us under the Hello, table. Pep. He's he's uh, he's off work. He's happy, like, isn't he? Hey. He's off work. <laughs> he does. He works every day. He works at Chewing Bark. Someone's put which track took lo- the longest to finish. But they all take about fucking two or three days, <laughs> don't they? So my vacant days changed, didn't it? Do you know what? Uh, like gravity changed because it was probably like gravity. Yeah, the, the demo like gravity was more. It was like the chorus all the way through the tune. James Skelly was like, let's make it darker. So we changed the chords to, this is boring again, but minor chords. That was the one that kind of everyone had to scratch their heads with the most, I'd say. Someone's put, as the third album is often the trickiest one, do you think it's better than the first two? I think it's our best album we've done. I do. I agree. I, I know everyone I th- always says that, but I genuinely do think it is. I think it's, I think it's the best stuff we've done. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's the most mature, Definitely. Yeah, I just think it sounds mint. I think we're really happy. I don't with think it. it was tricky as well. Like you said, the guy then on Twitter said, you know, it's usually the tricky trickiest third. one. I think because we had more time back at home last year, you know, we were touring still, but we were doing like bigger shows and festivals. You know, we had moments at home. We got to make demos of the songs I was writing. A bit more like the old yeah. first album demos. Yeah, you come in with so them, We already yeah. had the skeleton going into the studio, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. And, and we had more time, like... No, it's nothing fucking crazy, but you know, let's put a slide guitar on this tune and yeah. just make it a bit different. Why let's not? get some gospel singers in to do backing vocals on a song, and then, then I think they're two kind of pivotal moments in making the demos in the album where we kind of thought, you know, let's have this as a theme running throughout. Yeah, the slide guitar was a gateway to be like, you know, give us the confidence to do what we wanted to do because that's a funny story again, isn't it? In terms of we were going to go to Nashville and do the album, weren't we? Yeah. We were. We had flights on hold and all that because James Skelly, who's our long-term producer, he said, you know, going into the third album, he was like, you know, I think you should work with someone else because we've worked with, we've worked with, you know, him on the first two. Well, he, he said he, he, he 
Jay said, didn't he, after that second week, he said, after the first one, I knew exactly which direction to take or to ease you into for the second. And after yeah. the second one, he's like, I don't really know which way you should go. But I think because we demoed a lot and well, demoed yeah, quite heavily, he, he I think we saying, already made our path, didn't we? He was saying this when he, he hadn't really heard many of the tunes. You know, he was saying, you know, right, and then I think you should go with someone else. So we were open to that, and we were going you know, to go to Nashville, try something different. But at the same time... We also wanted a single out for the summer before Stockport County gig. I think the other thing as well is we sort of agreed with Jay because we were like, oh, we don't want it to feel stale because we've done two albums like that in Liverpool and we didn't want it to sort of go in there and be like, oh, the same old, yeah, same, same old. Thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was good that he acknowledged the fact that something needed to change as well. Yeah, exactly. And in the meantime of this, we, you know, I was writing these songs. I got a piano in my the house I was living in. I'd moved out with my mum and dad's, you know, got a space in my new place, got a piano in there and kind of just, you know, it was a new lease of life in a way and you know I was listening to a lot of talking heads the vibe kind of inspiration changed slightly and then from there we started making demos at this point still thinking of going to Nashville but we wanted the single out for the summer so we said well we'll do the single with James and Rich because you know we've made this demo with the slide guitar on this song Your Girlfriend we knew it had its own kind of mad vibe which wasn't like cool like you or anything like that so we went in and did it with James and Rich and it just immediately felt fresh, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. it felt like when we first ever went in, everyone was like, I don't know, it just felt really good. And like I say, we trust Jay and Rich really, like, a lot. We use loads of stuff off the demo as well. Yeah. I mean, you they, know, the slide guitar's actually from the demo, like we said on, you know, when we went through Girlfriend on the other podcast, so... And then we released it, it did well at the radio and stuff, and we were like, fucking hell, you know, kind of give us, we can do what we want here. Just goes to show, doesn't it, like, you know, you try and fix something that isn't... No. Broken. So then we thought, you know, we've got all these other demos. And at this point, it was like 25 demos. Like we said, we were going to do Foolish as one album, Loving as one album, Spaces as another. And then, you know, the more we started recording, we, you know, we decided let's do it. Let's try the, the first of these three small albums with James. It immediately kind of felt like, you know, we should be doing this as a one whole album. So we decided to you know, trim the fat of some of the, the tunes, go for 10 and make Foolish Loving Spaces as one album. Yeah. But I'm glad we made that decision in the end because yeah, I, I, think, yeah. I don't think it would have been, you know, if we'd have gone to Nashville, we'd have been rushed for time. You know, you work with someone you don't really have that trust and thing, you know, that vibe with. And we kind of already had a clear vision, didn't we, because of the demos? Yeah, it was all organic, wasn't it? It wasn't like a forced thing. Like I say, I think when you work with someone new, you, you don't really, you, sometimes straight away, you can't really speak your mind. Whereas with Jay and Rich, if there's something we don't like, we can easily just say. Yeah, and they tell yeah. us there's a trust yeah. there in the, in the, you know, even yeah, in the yeah. early days of the songwriting, you know, me and James are always sending stuff to each other. Going into the recording the third record as well, I think we already had, you know, we was already quite uplifted because the single had done so well. Where did the idea of that come from, with the gospel singers and that? I wanted them on the Keeper, which so was actually the last track written and demoed for the album, funnily enough. So we'd made all the other demos without gospel singing on it. We just kind of applied it, didn't we? And I kind yeah. of knew I wanted that primal screamy kind of baggy vibe and thought, you know, this chorus lends itself to gospel singing. So then we got them to do it and then it was like... I think it was James who actually said, you know, we could apply this to some of the other songs. And I think I'm, we got them to sing on My Swimming Brain, actually, when they did The Keeper, didn't we? So yeah. they sang on Swimming Brain and then The Keeper. And then James was like, you know, we could get them on a few more and it become a theme of the album, which is what we did. And I'm dead happy with how it turned out. Yeah, I agree. Some, another t- tweet is someone said, what's your favourite lyric on That's the album? That's fucking mad, that. Just there, I was just about to say that then. Really? Yeah. Best friend. What's your favourite lyric on the album? Um, I quite like the lyrics in Falling for Someone. I really like the mundane 
Lyrical. Um, no, no. In My vacant days. Call your mother. Talk the weather. I like because that Because that's one something as well. you do on Come a weekly basis, isn't it? You know, when you're on tour. Or, tour. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I can right, to that quite a lot. It's cool, so. isn't it? Yeah, I've, I quite liked the. That's what I was trying to do. Yeah. Just literally, you come away from people won't have heard it yet, but you can just talk about the song. People, yeah. you know, w- when you tour it, it's quite hectic, isn't it? And you know, when you go home, there is a kind of. I don't know. You you do have a moment just when sometimes you wake up on. Tuesday, you look out the window and you're a bit like, you know, what do I do with myself at this moment in time? So, you know, wrote a tune called My Vacant Days. Ring your ma. Call your mother, talk the weather. I always like uh, the delivery on um, the line in Swimming Brain that goes, I still feel that way. It's sad. You say the best you've ever had. And just just something about the, the way it's sung. Yeah, you've always, always said I've that. Always, since the demo, I've always said that. Ooh, people haven't heard these, so it's quite cool to be able to Yeah, they'll hear it out of context. I uh, I I'm mine obviously going to a song that's already out, but I like the keeper one. Which one? Until we're bones. Let's spend this life as one until we're bones. Until we're old. Sinister, but in a not, quite not dark, so sinister way. Yeah, I, I like you can't really say any more than that, can you? I think I, it's quite Morrissey-esque. Macabre yeah. is the word. No, I think, I think it is. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's like unless you're me, because I am pretty much just bones already. <laughs> <laughs> because it's um, because it's like. It's like a happy. It's like talking about being love and finding someone who's a keeper, but then saying something like it's really like dark. The well, thing like, is though, as well, really it's, like it's, there's, there's a there's a really nice kind of um, realization of impermanence with it because you know, what I mean, you don't live forever, do you? No. So <coughs> to, to say that you want to spend that with somebody is yeah. very touching. And it's it? the two lines together. I've, let's spend this life as well. That's like wow, what a statement. And then yeah. it's like until we're born. That's like, just the, the cherry on top, isn't it? Yeah, I like. What sprang to mind on falling for someone? Um, think you corrected my emotional state. You picked it up and put it back, back into place. place. No play, play, boss. <laughs> <laughs> you picked it up and put it back into place. So it's like, yeah, you know, you know, you kind of reignited something in me that wasn't there for a while. I don't know any fucking lyrics to anything. I'm not a lyric kind of gal. Unfortunately, on, what, but what? I can appreciate like the amount of lyric fails I that like I do for our band. What? I can't think. Try and now, think. But what's I, the first thing that comes to your mind about this? Is album? a nice little game. You literally game. used to yeah. sing. This is a good game. Like, oh you, yeah, we'll you say the lyric me. and you finish it off. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Hello, hello. Who put love in my head? Yeah, right. right. Fucking no, 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 no. Because I was thinking of. We got tweet. No, there's like the lyric fail to that. No, love in my hand. Yeah, and I was like, it's fucking. Here's one. Right. Oh no, I'm gonna fuck myself here, now, aren't I? Um, I wanna know. What love is? <laughs> I wanna know. Since Don't you've been me. gone, have I been on your mind? I wanna know. Cause I know. Wait. Cause I know. I would f- no. <laughs> I don't okay, know what it no. is because I know I was for a while. I, I was gonna say I know I would for a while. Fucking I don't know any of the fuck. I don't fucking like, do all, I, all I listened to was notes and fucking frequencies. I don't it, do lyrics. On how long this last he thought it was? Maybe there's a line that you cross when you said Matt. I look. What is it? Maybe there's like that you cross when you said my, my love was a line. Ma, yeah. You thought it was. That maybe there's a line that you cross when you said my love was a line. Yeah. Like it say that. No, but us. yeah, but I don't listen. I'm not. Li- I'm actually listening to the words and understanding the words and, and like fucking. Get, oh, get under Miles, me, you're under me. Hello. Come on, ah. you're under me. What are you on about? It's you're over me. I'm over you. What's happening here? <laughs> We're all getting it wrong now. 
I was joking saying get under me basically the... I don't listen to lyrics so I appreciate and you've, you know what back, back in you know me demo stuff and I'm like I do ask my little questions I'm like oh what does that mean and you're like <laughs> you, you know you explain it to me like you were a child and I'm like cheers man yeah so Thanks, Miles Dad. doesn't have a favourite lyrics because he doesn't really I might consult one of these books actually because all the lyrics are in here well, that's what I tried doing I couldn't mm. fucking I like the daft ones in your girlfriend as well I should be moving out but can't because we've just signed a lease. I was watching the that's videos of that the other that's day. That's cool. Great. Go on, what's the second one? That's cool. Do you know what? I like that one because it's a telling story and I can under- I don't have to look in deep about it. Yeah. My hands are shaking. I can imagine that. The bedroom walls are cold. wafer thin. Right. <laughs> 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 oh, I like, oh no, Think of in love as well, the opening line. You and me, we're different as people, always at one when it's needed. Yeah, man. I quite like that. I think that sums up most relationships, doesn't it? Because you're never going to be, you're never going to agree on everything. And you are. Everyone's different, aren't they? I can just, I can just hear you munching them grapes, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> ASMR. I think yeah, man. the best middle eight on the record oh, goes stop. to falling for someone. Oh, you like that one, Because don't my dad always says Tom's the king of the middle eight. I'll take that. Middle eight. Oh, it's a strong it's middle eight. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not a strong middle eight, I don't think there's any point in it. You know, sometimes there's no need for a middle eight. T-M-A-O. Some middle eights can be... Rewarding. I think we said this. We said this on the last podcast. Girlfriend one is good. I think you should explain what middle eight is for some people who might not know. Middle eight, eight is eight usually you know middle. you've got your verse. Let for example, let's use Charlemagne as an example. You've got the verse of "Hello, hello, who put, put love, love in, in my hand?" hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so on. Then the chorus of "And the river always flows." So if you go, blah blah blah, and then it does the next verse. Hello, hello again. Next chorus. And there's that little bit after the breakdown of doom, doom, and it goes to don't go. Bah. If only I could show you. That's the middle eight. In girlfriend, it's thought maybe we'd go out for a movie. I'd say it is, it's like a bit of a um, it's a bit of a respite from the the chorus. Yeah, the rest it? of it. It's and like, so sometimes you, you go up and it's another little moment. It's, it's like, like when you're ooh. eating vanilla ice cream and you come across a bit of raspberry ripple. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Ooh, or do chocolate. Remember, do you remember screwballs? Yeah. Ooh, yeah, I fucking love a good screwball. When everyone get home. Our ice cream man in Woods Moor back in the day was one of the George. most miserable people <laughs> I've ever met. Really? Why? Yeah. What was up with him? Oh, he just despised children. A bit like me. <laughs> Good job to go into, innit, being an ice cream man. When did you realise that you wanted to be in a band? I think after I watched School of Rock. School of Rock, I was the same with that. School of Rock? School of Rock was boss. Yes. And started, was that, like, 05? Started playing drums after that. Okay. Year 7. I, I did. I was playing the drums at that time, I think. The only difference is you were actually good on drums, Josh. Fuck off. I used to be alright. <laughs> used to be alright. What about you, Tom? When did you realise you wanted to be in a band? Do you know what? I wouldn't say I wanted to be in a band. You quite reluctantly made me join this band, didn't you? <laughs> you were more into your uh, films and that, weren't you? Yeah. I, 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 you know, I enjoyed writing songs and it kind of just stemmed from there. I enjoyed, you know, hanging out with my mates. Gigs. And you, once you got a taste for it and you start, you know... You feel like you something like what we had was good and doing the gig. I always enjoyed doing gigs, but I was never at school like I want to be in a band. It kind of just fell into it, if that makes yeah. sense, you know, without sounding no, ungrateful. Just true, isn't it? Plus, yeah. I remember putting the TV when I was with Alison Welsh, who's like a childhood friend of mine. I remember putting the TV on, like you know that white noise. What's it called? But you know what I mean when it's like all f- like. No, no, it, it's, it's called static, static yeah, TV, static, yeah. white noise. Yeah, static TV. That way, it was like it's like white and black flecks that is going mad. Yeah, you used to go in my room, pretend that 
you sit on my bed, pretend that was a crowd. Did pretend, you? Pretend we were in a band, yeah. Wow. That's crazy. That's lame, that. <laughs> we've done another box. So we've done two boxes. We've done 900, we've done 900 already. Yeah. Are these the remaining boxes? Yeah, One, two, three, box. four, five, six, seven, seven boxes left. How many two box? boxes? Oh. Everyone's like, no, that's all right, that. Everyone's yeah. <laughs> like, these fucking boxes, seven left. Have a look at them. Seven more hours. <laughs> What flavour, it's another question from Twitter by the way, what flavour of crisps would you say the album is? Ooh. Nothing sinister, like, no, I don't really get involved with vinegar. Say, I'm going to say sinister, what? See, I what like f- salt and vinegar. Um, Salty V's. I'm not a fan myself. Smokey Beckham. <laughs> like what? A cheese Smokey Owen. Beckham, salt and vinegar. Cheesy Owen. Owen. <laughs> are, they say, are they saying like ready salt, in, ready salt it's quite bland? Like, I'm, I think I'm so, trying yeah. to go, yeah. salt and vinegar's quite... I again think it's quite, quite bland. I think it's quite. I think it's a bit more. What, it's prawn cocktail. Well, what about them? Prawn what about cocktail sensations. They 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 like they oh, want a, chi- a flavour journey, don't they? What, what about, about chili wave Doritos? Foolish loving space invaders. <laughs> there, <laughs> there you go. go. That's go it. With that. yeah. Yeah, that's it. Foolish loving space invaders. Charlie that's Salt well, delivers just, again. But there is a crisp that I think is better as a Cheetos twist. Fuck me, flaming hot Cheetos. Oh yeah, man. They're good. They're not as crunchy as Monster Munch flavour. They just like them. They kind of dissolve and melt. They're always in like. I've got some of the petrol station round corner for me and it's so started nice. doing that as well the what sits how good do they look Miles you got a backlog of CDs it's all good still oh. signing away here Miles is repping moves and fingerless gloves there third <laughs> box <laughs> I've, got, I've, got, I've got a tight top on right <laughs> I'm joking I'm joking with the move Miles I'm joking is it is this the third box yeah great three of nine so yeah foolish loving space invaders <laughs> is out in a few days, I don't know. So quite. Please, yeah, I don't know when this is. That's really what the podcast can be called, isn't it? Yeah. Foolish yeah. loving space <laughs> invaders. Please buy but. it. It'd be really helpful. Please buy. Please buy. I was yeah. good that Miles enjoyed that. I've melodined it. <laughs> Will we get a number one? Will we get a number one? I hope so, and it'll make us five very happy. Will yeah. it's not the be all and end all. It's so. not the be all and all. I hope Do you know you enjoy what? It. Keep coming to gigs. We love you. Lots. As long as people enjoy it, that's all we want. Exactly. As yeah. long as me and Chas can pay the gas bill. So, f- so f- fucking buy it, all right, yes. Buy it on every single format, tape, CD and vinyl, because we've signed them all. I think that's it for this podcast. It's been a bit more of a serious one because of the album release. Um, if you've not already, go and pre-order it. It'd mean a lot to us. I think you'll... Got a few I'll gigs buy it on Friday. Yeah, yeah. buy yeah. it Friday. when it comes out. Enjoy it. You know, play it at home, play it in your car. We're going to play a lot of it live. Can't wait to do them gigs. I think there's a few tickets available everywhere. Margate. Definitely in Margate. Yeah. Bloody hell. <laughs> but yeah, please come to a gig. Here's a little joke from John. I got my wife a fridge freezer for Christmas. You want to see her face lights up every time she opens the door? (laughs) I also, I bought my wife a rocket for Christmas and my mate said, do you think she'll like it? He said, yeah, she'll be over the moon. You've been listening to a Blossoms podcast. Oh, sat around the table, uh, just a couple of tables together at the pub, and uh, some records and Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.